It's awfully brave of Dane Cameron to come into the Freak Nation after several beers, given the fact that the Freaks like to have a little bit of fun at when drivers win some races after they had a few beers. Regardless, man, Daytona 24-hour winner uh, with uh, Roger Penske. Uh, there's so many notes to hit here, Dane Cameron, with you behind the wheel of that Porsche. The first win for Roger Penske since, what was it, 69, something of that. Uh, there's all kinds of yeah. numbers that are being thrown at me here, man. But uh, how much of that last 30 minutes, or, or let me just give to you with your stint in the car. Uh, how much do you drive by the rear view mirror in the Daytona 24, 24 hour versus what's in front of you? Yeah, I would say uh, when you're in a top category, not too much in the rear view mirror, but uh, for sure, Felipe there in the last few stint was uh, looking backwards, probably more than forwards. He did a fantastic job there to, uh, to close that one out. And uh, I have to tell you, it's a pretty, it's a pretty miserable experience to be watching that deal uh, <laughs> and just be on the sidelines and not have any control. And uh, it was funny watching Joseph uh, in particular because obviously he's never really done a ton of sports car racing, especially being in that position. Um, you know, and after the, the nail biting finish at the 500, he was like, man, this is, this is terrible. He's like, I hate this. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, this is what it's like watching the end of the 500, except, you know, you're not in the driver's seat this time. So, uh, I thought that was really funny watching him squirm, but, um, yeah, I mean, what a, what a wild way to finish it. And, uh, yeah, really proud to get that one done for, for Roger and Porsche and everybody there at a tremendous day. Your Daytona 24 overall winner, Dane Cameron joining us here in the freak nation. And Dane, you talk about the anxieties that you go through as a driver, not in the car. If, if we had a camera on you, would you be pinched up in the corner like this or actually drive, pretend driving in the car? What does Dane Cameron do when you're not on that last lap, last couple of laps to win that damn race? Yeah, I was going back and forth between looking away and looking up and you kind of check in and, and you'd see and you'd see it kind of go the wrong way in traffic. And then you start having a bit of doubt and uh, tensing up that. Maybe it's slipping away, and then you get a couple good breaks in traffic, and then you think, okay, we're we're all right, we have space, we're good, and then it kind of goes the other way. So it's uh, it was yeah, not not very nice, and uh, yeah, pretty tense and pretty sweaty there in the corner watching that one unfold. About about as sweaty as being inside the car, I'll tell you that one. Dane Cameron, I'm interested in what was being relayed to Felipe Nasser. How much was going on in the uh, pits there in that uh, the the, the pit side i can't think of what they call it now but how much was the the sidelines telling uh nasser in the car the distance to uh, uh tom bloomquist the time in the race what was being conveyed to nasser yeah well i couldn't even listen to it to be honest i was just sitting there with earplugs in i didn't even want to hear what was happening and uh I think we had a we had a fuel number to hit there at the end. You know, we were both trying to get out in front of the other, so we were a little not short on fuel, but it was a little bit tight. So trying to manage this, trying to you know count down to the end, uh, you kind of got to leave the guy to do his thing as well. Uh, I've raced against Felipe for a long time, so I knew he was uh, you know he's pretty good under pressure in those types of situations. So uh, I was pretty confident in a way, but also our car seemed better suited to the colder conditions and he just kept seeing it get hotter and hotter and hotter. And I was starting to worry it might slip away from us there right at the very end after being, you know, so good through the night in the early morning. So, uh, yeah, we had Tim Sindrick on our car. So obviously hugely experienced and, uh, and not phased under the pressure of those types of deals. So he was giving uh, Felipe everything he needed to know to, uh, to keep us going. 
And we all like to pat the driver on the back, but there's got to be a lot of pats on the back of the pit crew, the people going over the wall. They got uh, Bloomquist came into the pits leading the race and left in second place because of the work of the pit crew. For sure. We uh, we had a little advantage there in our our spot in the pits that we were, you know, further towards pit out. So we could kind of wait for them to go and then kind of jump out in front of them. So that was what we tried to do to execute that, to, to get that track position, to give Felipe control of the race there. Uh, so that worked to perfection. Obviously a huge pressure pit stop for our boys and girls there to, uh, to execute that one. They did a great job. I mean, we were really great in the pits all day. You know, we had a lot of reliability troubles last year with our cars and all the Porsches ran really well. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, a definitely a total team effort day and, and about as perfect uh, run as I've ever had here in Daytona. So it was great to, to put that all together. Hey, Dana, there was a great camera shot of you and Joseph and Matt when the checkered flag originally came out on, on the TV broadcast. And even the broadcaster seemed to be confused if that was actually the end of the race or not, because it came out a little bit late. Then they took the shot of the three of you in the pits and you guys didn't seem to know that you had won. What was going on? What was going through your guys' mind there at that point where it seemed like there was some confusion or not, whether or not the checkered flag had officially flown or not? Yeah, uh, a bit of a weird moment for sure. I was just watching <laughs> it on TV uh, in the pits there and it, you know, you're watching the timer go down. Felipe just got a little bit of space, so we were kind of exhaling a little bit and then uh we saw two laps to go and the next time he comes by it said checkered and you've seen this every once in a while in sports car racing where sometimes it goes a little bit wrong so we were all kind of just thinking well we saw two laps and there was however many minutes left before that so surely there's one more and then uh uh kevin was down there from from nbc and he said no you guys won and nobody else was doing anything so we we're all looking at each other waiting for somebody anybody to start with a real answer of what, what actually happened. So it was a bit weird. We, I guess we missed it when he came by and actually won the race, but um, I guess in, in another way it was over one lap sooner than we, uh, than we had thought. So yeah, a bit strange there. Not quite sure what all happened there. I wasn't listening to anybody cause I was too anxious, but um, yeah, everybody did a tremendous job and, and really proud of how that one worked out. Dane Cameron and three other drivers, of course, your Rolex 24 overall, race winner with Penske, and you talk about the crew, had a brilliant conversation with a 10-year-old, my daughter, and she asked about drivers. She said, how does a driver stay awake 24 hours? I said, well, sweetheart, they have stints. There's usually three or four drivers. She goes, oh, okay. And I said, but the pit crew, that's a different animal. Tell me, how does the pit crew adjust to this 24 hours? Do you have uh, an A and a B and a C pit crew, or is it the same team that's there for 24 hours? Yeah, I think for, for most groups, it's just one group of guys. So um, super, super tough on the on the team, these 24-hour events. Uh, and also keep in mind, you know, this race started 1.40 in the afternoon, but everyone's there probably 8 o'clock in the morning before that. Now the race is over and it's uh, whatever, almost 4.30 and they're still tearing down. So it's a huge long day for these guys. And um You'd be amazed at the places people can find sleep when they really need it in the middle of the night. So, and it was, I think, really tough in DPI days where we had really short, like 30 minutes stints. So now they're mm. a little longer, but yeah, I mean, it's really tough on them to be able to pop into action, do a pit stop, execute perfectly, 
you know, and then they try to sort of sit down get a little bit of rest. And then at a moment's notice, you know, it could be damage, puncture, whatever. They got to jump right back up into action and wake up, find all their gears. So, um, yeah, for sure it's an endurance race and it can be tough on the, on the drivers to, to be mentally focused for as long as we are. But I think it's for sure a, a much bigger challenge for all the, the team personnel involved that, you know, that go through 36, 48 hours basically to, to be up from start to finish to, to make this deal work around the clock. Dane Cameron, I want to go back to uh, uh, the question asked earlier. Was there ever any explanation made about that confusion at the end of the race? I'm, I was at the same place. Like, what just happened? No, never, never. At that point, we just moved straight into being happy that it was over and it, it had gone our way and it, it was won. So, uh, yeah, we weren't too worried about the details at that point of which one was the right one or whatever. We were just happy that it was over. We knew. Um, we knew the Cadillac guys were, were pretty strong and obviously traffic can play a big influence in how these races unfold. So uh, we weren't really, I wasn't interested in doing any more laps. That was for sure. I wanted that thing to be over as, as soon as possible. So uh, yeah, not quite sure what happened there. If that was just a broadcasting or, or whatever that was all about. But um, like I said, you see it every once in a while, um, you know, in some of these races, but uh, you know, luckily nothing silly unfolded at least as far as uh, you know, the GTP race was concerned, I guess. So we'll take it. And um, yeah, it's all, well, it's all well done by everybody at Porsche Penske. How many beers will you have before uh, midnight tonight? Unknown. Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's see. I got to get to Orlando at some point, but my wife is here. So I have a, I have a driver. So we'll, we'll see. We'll definitely be uh, soaking in this one for a while. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be, you know, I live by the workshop in, in North Carolina. So, Looking forward to seeing, you know, all the boys and girls in the, in the workshop in Mooresville and, uh, you know, really soaking this one in. It's it's taken me a long time to win this race. I've been doing yep. sports cars for, for 15, 16 years, and this is, this is the first time I've got this one done. So I'm really, uh, really appreciative to have it and, and really going to enjoy the moment for sure. Well, Dane, we've been doing Speed Freaks for almost 24 years. You've been coming to Freak Nation again, a, a lot of that 15 uh, It is good to see a Rolex finally on your freaking wrist, man. Go Go enjoy that watch or at least pretend that you've got it on right now and have some beers and let, let your let your mama drive your butt home all right <laughs> i appreciate it guys thanks very much and freak nation 20 years ago this happened in